As we turn to the book of Psalms, let's turn to Psalm 144. Psalm 144, verse 15. Hello. Verse 15. <laughs> Psalm 144, verse 15. And if you could, please stand to honor the reading of God's word. And if you can't, if you're not able to do that, I understand it. I really do. But it says in Psalm 144, verse 15, Happy are the people with such blessings. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. I have a question for you all. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Just twice will do. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your heart will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. All good. I heard it twice. That's good. If you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. If you're happy and you know it, then your heart will surely show it. Or your life. If you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it, then your heart will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it, do all three. Amen. If you're happy and you know it, do all three. Amen. If you're happy and you know it, then your heart will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, do all three. Amen. If you're happy and you know it, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're happy and you know it, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're happy and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I normally wouldn't do that. But if you're happy and you know it, your life would, should show it. It should. And to, today's title of the sermon is Happy and You Know It. Happy and You Know It. Happy and You Know It. If you're happy and you know it, it's more than just a statement. It should be a motto. It should be a motto. But not if you're just happy in life. It's if you're happy in the Lord. A lot of people misunderstand that. If you're happy in the Lord and you know it, you should be happy for the right reasons. You should be happy for the right reasons in life. Happy in the correct things. Even this is sometimes misunderstood. People find themselves happy, but in the wrong things in life. They really do. But we have everlasting joy, Christians. I'm speaking to the Christians now. Now, hopefully we're online. Hopefully people are watching. I say that because earlier we weren't. I hopefully we are right now. But here's the thing. Uh, some people may be watching right now and they're finding happiness in crazy things. Maybe you find happiness in Jesus and people are accusing you of finding your happiness in the wrong things. I don't know. But here's the thing. We have everlasting joy, everlasting happiness and joy down in your heart. Yes, down in your heart. Don't worry. I'm not going to sing that one, too, because I've been singing a lot of things to make you happy. But here's the truth. I'm OK with that because I know those kids songs and other songs. There's some truth them. There's truth to them because my happiness is in Christ. My happiness is in Jesus. My happiness is in God. It's in the word. It's in all these things because I know no matter what happens to me today, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Even when I leave this world, I'm going to be with the Lord God. I'm going to be with him. If I was to die at this very moment, oh, I'm not saying I want that. That'd be a really crazy service, but I happen to know where I'd be going. I'd be going with the Lord God. My happiness is in God because I know where he's taking me. 
I know what my body has been through. It's been through many, many things. Oh, man, I've been all over the place. But I know that my happiness is in God and God alone. That is where my happiness is found. We are to be happy and holy. And that's the first part we're going to talk about, being happy and holy. Oh, pastor, you seem really excitable today. Oh, because I am. I'm very excitable because I know where my happiness is found. And it's not found in you. It's not found in your opinions. It's not found in things people say to me or about me. It's found in the Lord God Almighty. I've had lots of things said to me and said about me and said about things that I say. But guess what? My happiness is in the Lord God Almighty. And that's it. That's it. Oh, 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 oh. Here's the first part. Let no one, let no one, let no one steal your joy. Put your happiness in God, his word, and in that alone. Let no one steal your joy because they'll try. Oh, the devil likes to come in and try to steal your joy. And if you let him, oh, he will. He'll steal it. He'll take it. He'll wheel it. He'll deal it. And he'll walk all over you. He'll walk all over your spine and make you lay there, lay there like a mackerel. You know why I say that? Because it stinks. And it does, too. He'll walk all over you and dance all over you. And you'll sit there, oh, I'm having a bad day. You know what? We all have bad days. Get back up and put your joy in the Lord. But your happiness in Christ. Listen what it says in Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4 says this. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I've said this before. People misunderstand this. Remember what I said before. Jesus Christ is not Santa Claus. He's not going to come. The Lord God's not going to come. And give you every little thing that's on your wish list. By the way, my Santa Claus never did give me every little thing I asked for either. If that was the case, I would have had half a Toys R Us in my house. <laughs> the truth be told, that's not what you get every little thing you ask for. No, God never said he'll give you everything you ask for. The truth be told, if he gave us everything we asked for, we would have a horrible life. Because when we were young, and I'm just not talking about in our age, but I'm talking about our spiritual life. When we're young, we ask for stupid things. We ask for things that we think we need and we don't. Hello. Get right now. The fact of the matter is, is we ask for things we don't need, but we think we need them. The truth be told, children are immature. Oh, are you serious, Pastor? Kids don't know everything? <laughs> I know that's not popular to say, but it's honest. It's true. I'm talking about spiritual children, too. Right? I'm talking about us, me. There's times I thought I knew everything that I needed. I'd ask God, God, I want this, I want that. Folks, I've had my way, things that weren't of God's will. Oh, I ended up miserable. You what? You mean you ended up being really, really happy when you got what you wanted? Yeah, I ended up being miserable because I didn't listen to the Lord. I ended up being very unhappy. We'll talk about that in a minute. Listen to what it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. And you can stay in Romans for just a second. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And so we, re we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We can rejoice today. Because the glory of God we have, we have stuff we don't deserve. I don't deserve rejoicing. I don't re deserve happiness, but I have happiness because greater is he, I say it all the time, greater is he who's in me than he who's of the world. 
Greater is he who's in me than Satan and all the things of this world. Now, I'm trying to tell you that Satan tries to tell you you can receive happiness in this world, but you can't. You can't because those things that we can receive in this world, they come and they go and flitter away real quick. And we know that (laughs) that happiness. Oh, it's there for a second, but it flitters away here and gone in the season. Take it from me because I've done it. It doesn't work. It doesn't last very long. What does it say in a. Well, I'll come back to this one because I don't want to make you jump out of Romans. Okay, Romans uh, 14, Romans 14, 17. Romans 14, 17. Says. Oh, wait, I hear the papers going. (laughs) I'll wait here. Romans 14, 17 says for the kingdom of God does not mean eating and drinking. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We can receive joy in those things. Now, take it from me. I don't know if you can tell by looking. I've not always been the thinnest. Most <laughs> you, you can laugh if you want. It's okay. The truth be told, I have tried to seek joy in the taste buds. I have tried to, to receive joy in those things. I'm losing weight now. And I've lost weight before. And I've gained weight. I've lost and gained, lost and gained, lost and gained. Like an elevator uh, on the, the weight scales of life. Because I have tried to seek happiness in the things that taste well. The things that I think are emotionally make me happy. But here's the deal, whether it be from the refrigerator or from the fast food lane or whatever it might be, or whether it be what makes you feel good, what you watch or what you read or whatever else. The truth be told, those things only last for a short while. They stick with you, whether it be in your immoral sense or whatever else. You cannot seek happiness in these things because they don't make you happy in the long run. They just don't. The point of all that is to say but we are to seek righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit because that stuff sticks with you. The other stuff sticks with you, but not in a good way. Let me tell you that. OK, I'm telling you, you must seek happiness in righteousness in the holy manner through the Holy Spirit, because that will stick with you. But what it says in Philippians 4, 4, and this one is really good. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. We're to rejoice in the Lord and find joy in the Lord, find happiness in the Lord. Be happy and holy and let no one steal your joy because they will if you let them. And only you, you know, that old saying from Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent forest fires. Remember that? Well, only you can prevent people from stealing your happiness. Only you can prevent that. Look, I can't. I can't. Yes, you can. When people come and try to steal you, just say, no, get thee behind me. I'm not saying to call them Satan. That's not necessarily that I say do. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. They can be used of Satan and they may not even know it. Probably they don't. I'm even talking about fellow Christians sometimes because they don't know. They're still human. They don't know that sometimes they're being used of the devil, but they are. Sometimes people around us are being used of the devil. So you just say in your heart, get thee behind me. I'm going to stick with my happiness with the Lord and no one's going to steal my happiness because my happiness is my joy in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You keep on serving the Lord. Don't let him steal your happiness. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10, it says something. Now, I'm not really talking about this whole verse. I'm going to talk about this last part, but still I'm going to read the whole thing because I don't believe in half and half as I preached last week. <laughs> Nehemiah 8.10 says that he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, 
and drink the sweet drink. Well, now I just told you, don't go eat the fat. I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> don't go drinking all the sweet drink. But it says, <laughs> eat the fat, drink the sweet drink, and send portions to the, those whom nothing is prepared. For this is the holy, this day is holy to our Lord. But here's the part I want you to really hear. Listen to this, because you're going to like this. Oh, yeah. This last part says, do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. One more time, I'm going to say it. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When everything else around you seems like it's bad, it's sad, maybe you're going through a loss. It may not be physical. It may be mental. It may be emotional. It might be something in your life. It might be a job. It might be a person. It might be something that you're going through that you didn't know you could go through another one. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, but pastor, you don't understand. I'm going through such hardship. I know. I'm so sorry. I wish there was something I could do for you. But guess what? It's not what I say. It's not what I do. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. It's okay if you say hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to kick you out. There you go. I'm not going to kick you out of the church. I promise. You know, Moses. Moses went through a lot. He sure did. In chapter 14 of Exodus, and you don't have to go there. I'm just simply telling you about it. And you could also write this down. In chapter 14 of Exodus, they had to cross the Red Sea. And they did, too. They crossed that Red Sea. And you all know about it. You've probably seen the Ten Commandments. If you haven't, you should. It's a good movie. <laughs> not, every, not everything is right out of the Bible. I mean, you know, Seth will be the mill. Did a really good job in that movie. That's the second time you made that film. One was in black and white and silent. And the other one was in color with Charlton Heston. I love it. Anyway, when they uh, crossed the Red Sea in Exodus chapter 14, God protected them. And it's through that cloud. Actually, it was Jesus, uh, uh, pre-incarnate Jesus in the clouds. And uh, he protected them. And they went through that Red Sea. But in chapter 15, something wonderful happens. Something wonderful happens. The people are praising God for what he did. And so we see in chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, and really all through, but we see they're praising God for what he'd done. And I, I promise you, I never intended this sermon to be a musical. It was never my intent. <laughs> it was never my intent. But this here is actually turned into a song, too. In fact, I'm singing some of it on Wednesday. But uh, we see verse 1 and 2. They sang, Moses and the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord. They spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider at the throne into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him and have habitation. My father's God, I will exalt him. And it goes on to where in verse 21, there is a solo song by Miriam. I love Miriam. Miriam is one of my favorites. Uh, this was the big sister of Moses. In fact, we see in Exodus, we see that she was the one, Miriam was, she was the one that God used to protect Moses. She was the one who watched over Moses. And even though she wasn't named, we know it's he was the only big sister he had. And she protected him. And remember when he went down the Nile? I'm telling you, he went down, when I was little, I used to say he went down the creek. Well, it wasn't a creek. It was, it was a river. But he went down this river. You think about all the things that could have happened. His big sissy had to watch after him. Now, I have a big sissy. I have a little one, too. None of them are big compared to me, but I'm mean, they're big in the age, you know. But anyway, uh, so she watched after him, protected him. Now, I love in verse 21 of chapter 15, because Miriam, then she sings her little solo. It says, 
uh, she said, sing ye to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider thrown into the sea. That's what she's saying. And you know what? Praise the Lord, she did. And you know that she was the first prophetess in the Bible? She was the very first one. She was the very first one, you know, and, and a lot of things happened to that. A lot of people say, well, what happened to Miriam? Well, we're going to get into that here. What happened to Miriam wasn't necessarily a good thing. Now, keep in mind, they was out in the wilderness for a very long time. You ever been around a lot of people and you hear them talking and, and chattering and saying things and it kind of rubs off on you? And in a way, people steal your happiness. And you can imagine that a lot of people are saying things. And after a while, she heard it, too. And I'm not ju judging others. I'm only saying what Miriam did. But a lot of times people might say stuff and then you start saying stuff and you know how gossip can be. And she caught up on that gossip and she was saying things and she's saying things she shouldn't have said. And God heard it. Oh, God heard it. Well, let me tell you. Miriam still goes down in good history here, but she did something she should have done. She was gossiping and she allowed her happiness to be stolen from her. Well, we shouldn't do that. But she did. So she started gossiping about her big brother. And this is in Numbers chapter 12, by the way. In Numbers chapter 12, it says, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because he married a Cushite woman. In other words, an Ethiopian Bible. And he was very irritated. Very, they were very irritated. And oh, I heard about her, and she has no reason to be in our family. And they're they're bad mouthing her, and more or less bad mouth than Moses. And God hears. By the way, God hears everything you say. God hears every single word you say when you're gossiping. I'm not talking about any of you in particular. Okay, I don't want you to think. Do you hear what the pastor said about me? I didn't say anything about you. Huh? Okay. But but God knows, and God knows what I've said. God knows when I've said stupid things, which has been a lot lately. But God has heard it, and He's called me on it too, and He's calling you. But here's the thing. God hears everything we say. Every time we say something stupid, every time that we said something dumb and we've let our, our flesh talk out, God's calling us on it right now. He's saying, don't do that again. Don't you ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. Because this is what he says to them. Okay, here we go. Here we go. They said, they said uh, this. They said, uh, in verse two, they said, has the Lord spoken only by Moses? Has not, has he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it, and the Lord called for a meeting. Now, this reminded me of my dad. When my brothers and I would get in trouble, and that was more often than I'd like to mention, and he'd call unto all of us. He would say, come here, come on, boys. Come here. And we'd call all three of us there, and I'm going to tell you something. When my dad would do this, he had a way of being so kind and caring and sweet. And, and, and when he would, the whole world, I, could, I was, wasn't scared. My dad would protect us. But then when he was mad, his eyes, would, they terrified me. And I felt the whole world was coming on me. And man, when he, come on, come on. This is how I can imagine God doing to them. He called all three of them. Listen here now, he says. He says to them. He says, it says that the pillar of the cloud came upon them. And he says, and th those three came out. He says, uh, come out, you three, for the tent of the meeting. And those three came out. And, uh, and the Lord came down in a pillar of the cloud and stood in the opening of the tabernacle. Now, you know they were scared. You know they was. And uh and it said that he called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, hear now my word. He told them, don't you ever badmouth Moses. Don't you ever badmouth Moses. He told them that this is my called one. You know how many people badmouth pastors and ministers? Now, some people call that upon themselves when they get out God's will. I understand that. But people are badmouthing those who are called. They're badmouthing folks because they don't even know them anymore. But they, they get mad at them. And so call them out and spreading lies and gossips, and they start calling them out for their happiness and their things because they're jealous partially and they don't like that they're happy and they start bad-mouthing them. And this is what happened to Miriam. They, they, they called out to them and he says, okay, Miriam, this is what's going to happen. Suddenly Miriam 
was white as snow because of leprosy that came out on her because she badmouthed Moses and God wasn't going to have it. So Aaron came to Moses and said, hey, can't you do something about this? We don't want our sister to die. And so Moses, being a good, humble man, a loving man, he said, God, please don't do this to my sister. And so uh, what a good man. And so therefore, God said, Miriam, you go out for seven days outside the camp. And she did. For seven whole days, she was outside the camp. And don't you know she felt bad? Don't you know? Here I was bad-mouthing this man, and he now has, has saved my life through God. And she, don't you know the whole seven days she had to be out there going, man, I was saying bad things, and he's still loving me and trying to protect me. And folks, that's what a good, loving person does. A man of God filled with happiness. Yes, yes, you don't like when people, I'm just going to use the term diss. You don't like when people diss you, but you love them anyway. You don't love what they say. You don't agree with them. It gets irritating, but you love them anyway. Despite the fact, because the happiness of the Lord is on you, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they say. Your happiness is not in them. Your happiness is in God. Who cares what they say? They don't matter. God matters. Amen? Amen. And so God asked, uh, Moses asked God, please save her. So seven days later, she came back. Now, we don't hear much more about Miriam, but I will tell you this. We do know that Miriam is still honored. Why is Miriam honored? Well, well let me just tell you. Miriam was the first prophet woman. And she's respected in history, and I'll tell you why. The name Miriam is Miriam in Hebrew. But in, uh, in once it went into Greek, Miriam was spelled different as M-A-R-I-A-M. And eventually the M went away, and it was known as Maria. Okay? Maria. And then they, it, that went into English, and it's known as Mary. Okay? So many, 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 many people is known as Mary. In other words, Miriam. Miriam. Miriam is still honored to this day. One of the, the biggest names we know of is Mary. Mary is Miriam. That's the name, Miriam. So she's very much honored. We know her. The point is to say that we should not ever try to steal anyone's happiness. We should be honoring their happiness. And instead of trying to disrespect the happiness of those others, we should try to receive the same happiness, which is to say, be happy in the Lord like others are happy, happy in the Lord. Not trying to take their happiness, but try to receive the same type of happiness, which we can have if we try. Not this, their happiness. The world, the world is jealous of your happiness. Even other Christians sometimes. They're jealous of your happiness. You know, I love being happy. I really do. I love being happy. But my happiness is in the Lord. And it's not popular. As you can see, I got a lot of, I got the seven dwarfs on today. Because I wanted to express the uh, being happy. And when I was a kid, my favorite one was happy. So I have happy right here. He's my favorite dwarf. I love them all for different reasons. Now, I feel like every one of them at one point in time, depending on oh, the week. <laughs> but the truth be told, sometimes I'm sleepy. Sometimes I'm very rarely my bachelor. But I'm, I'm one of them. Sometimes I'm sneezy. I was a while ago. Uh, I'm grumpy occasionally. Once in a while, I'm doc when I go to the doctor. But in reality, I'm one of them at one point in time of the week. Uh, but in truth, in truth, I'm very, very happy, very happy in the Lord. And this is not popular. Much of the world and even fellow Christians sometimes, when they're jealous of the happiness I find in the Lord, they like to mock me and make fun of me. And they misunderstand where my happiness is found. It's very true that I love lots of things in this world. And I'm talking about I find joy and happiness in little silly things, silly things. I call those side dishes of happiness. Those, my, my main course of happiness is Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. That's my main course. But I have little side dishes, for instance. Uh, I like 
cartoons and movies and things. These are sides. You know what that really is? It's sentimentality. I find sentiment in the things my father has brought me up in. That's sentiment. I, 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 that's why my Bible has a little thing that looks very Superman. But my superhero is Jesus. He's my hero. He's my best friend. He is my love. He has joy, my happiness. All that other stuff is just fun. It's not what makes me happy. And only a fool would think otherwise. And yeah, I said fool because a lot of people do try to tear me down from such things. I have people even recently trying to say people think of you as an eight-year-old. And I said that's because they're mental and they don't know me. And they're trying to tear me down. They're jealous of me. And I know that I'm very good looking. I'm joking, by the way. But I say this because I say this because people want to tear you down and take away your joy and your happiness. And they want to tear you and make you think that you're dumb and you're dumb for being happy. And they try to tear down all your little happy things in life. You know why? They don't like that you're happy. So they want to try to make you sad. And you know why else? The world is grumpy. And a lot of other Christians are and they don't like that you're happy. Don't worry about the world. So they're grumpy. Don't worry that they're grumpy. When people are grumpy and they want to take away your happiness and take away your grumpy, you just take, you don't listen to their grumpiness. When the grumpy people try to come in and take away your why are you happy? Get them away from you. Don't worry about grumpy. Grumpy is not to be a part of our lives, folks. You can love them, but don't let them steal your joy. Grumpy shouldn't be a part of you. Grumpy should be one who takes away your happiness and your joy. Amen. It's okay not to let grumpy be a part of your life because otherwise you become grumpy like them. That's how it happens every single day. I've been mocked. I've been made fun of, but I don't care. I enjoy being happy in the Lord and all those other side dishes. Those are just extra little smiles I get in life. That's all it is. That's all it is. We need to let the Lord and his truth bring joy and happiness. And don't let grumpy steal your happiness. It says in Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world. I say it all the time. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All that other stuff is just side dishes. It doesn't matter. It's not the main course. Satan in the world, remember, they're like a happiness vampire. They're going to come up and they're going to suck away all your joy if you let them. But folks, just knock them away. Don't let them do it. You got the, you got the power. You got the glory. You know how to do it. Don't let them take it away. Remember what it says in 1 Peter 3.15. In 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Always be ready to give an answer to every man who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with gentleness and fear. And I'm going to say this again. It's not because you fear them. It's not because you fear the world. It's because you have fear. In other words, respect for God. That's what it means. Always be ready. Why are you so happy? Is it because you have this and this and this in life because you have a great car? You have a great job. Is that why you're happy? No, that's extra stuff that God has blessed. No, that's not why I'm happy. I'm happy. It's because you have a good family. I do have a and I. But guess what? All families have problems. All friends can be a pain in the neck. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, that kind of hurt. That is true. All people have problems. All people have physical problems, folks. This head, <laughs> you look at it, it's crazy. The fact of the matter is everybody's got problems. But my happiness, my joy is in the Lord because that lasts forever. That lasts forever. If your joy is in your wallet, good luck, good luck, good luck. 
Every wallet goes empty once in a while. Amen. You can all say amen. We all pay taxes. We all know what it happens. Okay. Our job, we know how it pays. Everybody's joy, if it's in the wallet, goes flitters away. We know how that happens. Okay. The truth is joy has to be in something else. And only a fool would think otherwise. It has to be in the Lord. Has to be. Happiness is not in what you own. Because if it is, it owns you. You do not own it. Happiness is not what you can do. It is not what you can do. It isn't. I love to draw. And when I went through some depression, I kind of quit drawing for a while. But I'm drawn again because it was a gift from God. And I love it. I used to write little songs for the children. And I'm doing some of that again. And I'm going to sing in front of you all sometime at Christmas and other things. And, and people say, oh, he's not teaching. Said, I don't care. It's great to sing songs for the Lord. It is great to sing songs for the Lord. By the way, they're not just for little kids because we all need to be able to remember how to praise the Lord God. We all need to know how to do that. Happiness is not where you are, not physically or emotionally or literally. It's not where you are because physically, one minute you could be healthy as an ox. And I know it's because, listen, one minute. I'm feeling great. I'm working out every day and I'm doing great. Next day, I know I'm on the floor having seizures. Oh, you know what? That's not what makes you happy in what you can physically do and where you physically are. One minute you're in Disney World. The next minute, Disney World is not where it once was, politically speaking and other things. One minute you're feeling good and you're on vacation. The next minute you're in the hospital and you're having another brain surgery. One minute you're doing well and you're having a relationship that seems so good. Next minute you're broken up. You're going through divorce and other things, and you feel like everything's been taken from me. Not if your happiness is in God. That's not to say you can't be sad. Of course you can go through emotional things, but your happiness is in God, and so you're up again, just like I literally am. You're up again because happiness is the Lord, because that's where your happiness can be found. That's where happiness is. No, 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 no. No, because, and it's not in who you know. Oh, but I know this really wealthy guy. But I know a real famous guy. But it's not who you know, except for one. If you know Jesus Christ, if you know the Lord personally, if you have this personal, personal relationship with God, he'll pick you up when you fall down. He'll help you when you're physically hurt. He'll help you when you're financially in trouble. He'll help you when you've lost someone. He'll help you when you don't know what to do. This is why there's only one that matters. Only one. Only one. So what can you do? What you can do. Now, it's not what you can do, but what can we do for God? He is our happiness. It says in 1 John 3.18, My little children, let us love not in word and speech, but in action and truth. <laughs> We need to follow him. Speak for him. Live for him. Follow him, no matter what occurs. It says in 2 Corinthians 12.10. 2 Corinthians 12.10. It says, so I take pleasure in weakness. And you remember this. Now, Paul was speaking about this in, in ailments. I mentioned this before. In ailments that he went through. And maybe you're going through ailments right now. Physical, physical problems. Maybe you are. I understand that. When I first started going through semi-physical problems, not all of them, but some of them, 
I kept thinking, I'm going to push until I get over this so I can get back to working out every single day. Oh, that didn't happen. But this is my plan, God. God said, not mine. And I said, but Lord, if I just push harder, I'll be running every day. I loved running. I did. I'm not built for that, incidentally. Partially is my size and my stature. Not going to happen again. Not like that. It's not going to happen again. I wanted to run the stairs every day like Rocky Balboa. Not going to happen. I'm not made for that. I really enjoyed it, though. And it wasn't so much what I did physically, but how it made me feel. Well, folks, I can feel that way when I run spiritually. Amen. If I'm after that, and I can still work out a little, but it's what I can do here. Follow God. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm going to run like Elijah, follow the chariot, getting up in there. That's what we got to do. Don't worry about all that other stuff. It's not what we can do, what God can do through us. So listen when it says in 2 Corinthians 12, 10. So I take pleasure in weakness, in reproaches, in hardships, in persecutions, and in distresses for Christ's sake. For whom, excuse me, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And he's not saying he literally appreciates and enjoys the pain. But we appreciate what God can do through us. That's where we find happiness and joy. Sometimes we are going to hurt. Does that mean we're like, yay, more pain, more Tylenol? No, but God can be with us even in that. That's our happiness, our joy. It's not in where we are, but 1 Peter 4.13. 1 Peter 4.13. But rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings, so that you may rejoice and be glad also in the revelation of his glory. No matter where we're at, physically, mentally, emotionally, when we're spiritually with him, we can glorify God. That's where our happiness has to be. Because otherwise, you're going to suffer in life. If you can only find happiness in what you have and where you are and the people you know, you will suffer. You will not be happy. Because your happiness is going to be Happiness is going to be like a roller coaster. You're never going to be happy for very long. Have you ever known people like that? Oh, I have. But I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm sad. Man, be like a little wiggle warm. <laughs> they don't even know. Are you happy? If you're happy, you know, I have. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. It's not who you know except Jesus. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Be pure heart. Oh, she's only happy because she has a good car. Oh, that car can break down at any minute. It's not because God blessed her with cars, because God blessed her with everlasting life, and he is with her no matter where she drives, no matter where she walks, no matter where she goes, no matter who she knows, no matter where she's at, she has Jesus, and that's why she's happy. He just gave her a side dish which makes her drive. That's all. Happiness is the Lord. First Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Always be ready to give an answer, like we said a while ago, to every man who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with gentleness and fear. Always be ready. And if you are, and if you're ready, and they see it, oh, look out. They're going to want to jump on with you. They're going to want to know that maybe they're going to see the same happiness because it's not what you have. It's in who you have in your heart. 
and that happiness is going to shine through. They're going to want it too. And you know what, folks? We're not going to want to keep the happiness to ourselves. We're not going to want to keep the happiness to ourselves. No, 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 no. When you're truly happy, Lord, you're going to want to share the happiness. I'm happy and I know it. <laughs> Clap my hands. Yes, I want everybody to be happy like I'm happy. Not because I'm better than anybody. No, I'm not. My Savior is. That's why he died and arose and saves. One other scripture. No, no, two others, actually. James 5.13. Here we go. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone among, excuse me, is anyone married? Let him sing songs. This is why, this is why we're to be this way. If we see people suffering, share the word. If we're married, let us sing songs. Songs, in other words, let us sing. Let's be happy. If we're happy, we know it. Then the whole world should know it. Let them sing. Oh, they may think we're dopey. We're not dopey. They just misunderstood which dwarf we are for the Lord. We're happy and we know it. I'm going to type my hand. Oh, I sure am. If we're happy in Jesus and you know it, keep on keeping on. Let no one steal your joy. They can't. They can't steal it. And you know, you know it. They can't steal it unless you let them. Keep your joy on God. And maybe they'll come looking for some too. God's got plenty. He's got plenty of happiness. And all those little side dishes in life, whether it be your car, your job, the stuff you enjoy doing, collecting. Maybe you like to sew. Maybe you like to garden. Maybe you like to draw. Maybe you like to write. Maybe you like to sing. Maybe you like to do those things. Whatever it might be, they're gifts from God. Give him the glory. Be happy in those things also. But let that not be your main thing. Maybe you like to watch sports or whatever it is, that's okay. Just don't let it be your mainstay. Don't let it be your main course. Let your main course be God and all those extra things on the side. That's all right. That's all right. Don't let it be your mainstay. Keep your joy on God and just maybe others will come looking for it too. But I know God is proud of his happy children. And don't let other people tell you different because their opinion, it don't matter. You hear me? It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't stop me from smiling. It don't. And the last thing I'm going to read to you today is Matthew 25, 21. And remember this, when you go to be with the Lord, you will. You're going to hear it yourself. His master said to him, well done, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of your master. The day is going to come. The day is going to come when you're going to stand before the Lord. He's going to say to those who are happy in the Lord, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. You found happiness in him. I'm so proud of you. God is even more so. Don't let your joy be stolen. Find your happiness in him today. You keep on keeping on for Jesus. Let your happiness shine forevermore. And when people try to make you feel bad for it, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Take the word of God, stick it in your ear, and be deaf to the dumb. Okay? Deaf to the dumb and listen to the one. Let's bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, I pray right now for every single one who's here. I thank you so much for seeing all these wonderful, wonderful, glorious faces. I pray for those who are not able to be here today, for those who are home, some who are ill, some, Lord, who are going through so much, Lord, it just seems like, like they can't go on another day. 
And I pray, Lord, you strengthen them right now, Lord. I pray that you help them. Maybe there are some who are battling the spiritual catastrophes in their life. And, Lord, I just pray for them right now. Maybe that someone in their life or, Lord, maybe it's just the devil himself through others or other things have gotten a hold of them and made them feel that they have lost their happiness. And I pray for them. Maybe it's been through marriage. Maybe it's been through other things they found happiness in. Lord, Satan lies to us and makes us believe that our happiness is found in relationships, but it's not. And Lord, our only relationship that we can find happiness is, is in, in you. And so, Lord, I pray right now for all the people around. And I pray, Lord God, that they will put their happiness in you and you alone. And all the other relationships, Lord God, are become set. And I pray today that we remember that and that we will we will uh, see truth to that. And Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for all our other side dishes, as we put it. I pray, Lord, that they will always stay second and never first. And I pray, Lord God, that we are not made to, as long as it's all biblical, that we will never be made to be shameful. And put joy in you and you first, always. I pray for all of this, Lord, and I pray if there be anyone here today who needs to come forward for whatever reason, Lord, that they will. And that they will see joy in you today and feel joy. And I feel your spirit here today and I feel, I, I feel joy here today. I pray, Lord, for everybody here. Thank you. In Jesus' most holy, precious name I pray. Amen and amen.